Welcome, welcome to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1, featuring Bay Area Sports Insight. Now, here's your host, Jimmy B. Good morning, sports fans, and welcome to the Jimmy B Sports Show. I'm your host, Jim Barron. Lots to get to today, starting with the Rays playing game two of the wild card series against Cleveland in a couple hours. Of course, Bucks with a big home game against Atlanta tomorrow and a big day of college football. The number here, 877-448-7901. Email is sports at power901.com. We'll be right back to kick off the show. Formaggio's Pizzeria, your favorite neighborhood pizza. Pizzeria, serving up the best hand-tossed New York-style pizza and absolutely unbeaten Philly cheesesteak outside of New York or Philly. Let Formaggio's take care of dinner tonight with convenient online ordering at formaggio's.com or call their friendly staff at 813-689-1744. That's 813-689-1744. Formaggio's is family-owned and operated. Located at 4356 Lithia Pinecrest Road. Tell them Power 90.1 sent you and get 10% off your carryout order. Check out the full menu at formagios.com F-O-R-M-A-G-G-I-O-S.com Formagios Pizzeria It's what's cooking for dinner now, now, back to the show Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show On Power 90.1 Welcome back, sports fans. Let's get to it, the Rays. Let's hope that we have a better showing from the Rays at the plate today than we did in yesterday's game where we lost 2-1 to one to Cleveland at Cleveland in the first round of the Major League Baseball playoffs. Very frustrating. If you're a Rays fan, every once in a while we have a game where the bats don't show up. Well, we've had a couple of those in a row right now, unfortunately, when it really matters, which is in this series this weekend. It starts off on a down note. Now, in my opinion, the game yesterday kind of encapsulated the whole season in a nutshell for the Rays. You have a game where you go out there, the pitching is strong, and we go up there and we have a terrible game at the plate. Don't get me wrong, Bieber threw a great game for Cleveland. He's one of the uh, elite pitchers, but then again, so is McClanahan. Bieber went seven and two-thirds innings, uh, struck out eight, only one walk. McClanahan went seven innings as well. Uh, five strikeouts and no walks there. So both pitchers pitched very well. The difference was is that Cleveland was able to have a couple better plate appearances. They didn't light the, the world on fire either, don't get me wrong. But when they went up there, they did you know, have a home run to go ahead of us two to one. Like I said, Siri had a home run. And it's not that we didn't play hard because the Rays do play hard. They play hard every game. I'm never going to say that they don't because I haven't seen them not play hard. However, they're not playing smart. Playing hard, but they're not playing smart. If you listen to Cash before the game uh, yesterday morning, he was telling everyone on the radio shows and whatnot exactly what Bieber was going to do out there. His pitchers are sliders, breaking balls away from the plate, away, away from the batters. That's what he does. He's not going to change anything. And Cash knew that. I'm sure the team knew what he was going to do. However, we were not able to make the adjustments. In any sports, whether it's baseball, football, basketball, pick one. I don't care what sport it is. It's a game of adjustments if you want to win. No, there's in-between innings. There's half times. Whatever it may be, you take time to look at what's going on and you make adjustments. Well, not once did Beaver come inside. 
Not once did he try to challenge someone to get off the plate. Everything was going the other way, going the other way. So our approach at the plate yesterday was actually pathetic, in my, in my opinion. We can't afford to have those kind of games, especially in the playoffs. McClanahan, like I mentioned, make, makes one mistake, and we basically lost the game. So you need to make the adjustments. If you look at and said, who are the two worst hitters on the race team in that lineup, percentage-wise, you would say Walls and Siri. And I would agree with you on that. And you know what? Siri had a home run to put us up one nothing. Why? Because he tried hitting it the other way. And that's what you need to do against a pitcher who is throwing everything away at you. So Siri did that and he hit one out of the yard to give us the lead and a little bit of hope. Unfortunately, the players that we rely on so many times, the, the meat of our order or the superstars on the team that are supposed to go out there and get us some hits and runs never really showed up. I never saw worse at-bats than a Rosarina. Now, calling it what it is, he looked like he was you know, somewhere else in the game yesterday. So between a Rosarina, Franco had some bad at-bats as well, Diaz, uh, you know, between the three of those guys, they were all for 12. You want to throw Ramirez in there. He had a hit, but no, that's 15, one for 15. So Choi had a, you know, a couple decent at-bats, at least. Margot, nothing from him. Bethancourt, nothing from him. Walls, no, at least he was up there and he looked decent at the plate. Here's what I don't understand. You need to be able to generate a run to win a game. You're not going to win games one nothing by scoring one run in any sport for that matter, but we're talking about baseball. My beef the whole season with the Rays is that we do not know how to manufacture a run. So if you have a pitcher that's up there and just dominating the whole game and you're not able to get any hits, what are you trying to do? Did anybody ever think about maybe laying down a bunt, drag bunt down the first baseline, beat it out? No, I don't know. Can a Rosarina bunt? Is Walls able to get up there and put the ball down? I don't know. Why don't they do that? What? Franco, same thing. Not getting hits. Why don't you try to bunt and get the first base? Whatever it takes is what the Rays need to do. So making the adjustments. We blew a, a, a pitching outing. We did nothing to make Bieber adjust to the way he was pitching. Nothing. We, why should he have changed? He didn't need to. We were, we were up there at the plate and looking like we never swung a bat. Uh, in a long time so again just one game as, as I'm venting here uh, frustrating as, as a race fan to see that uh, however it does like I started the show saying that it's it's the race season in a nutshell that, that's what they did how many times did they blow games for McClanahan or for Rasmussen or whoever it might have been by not getting any hits at the plate I've said all season long that this team is going to go as far as the bats take them because the pitching staff is solid now the starters, we've got the starters in order, the bench, the bullpen. Uh, you know, that the pitching isn't an issue, in my opinion. What is an issue is that in any sport, you need to score runs, light the scoreboard up to be able to go out there and win. We did not do that. And I think that, you know, if you look at the top three, like I mentioned, Diaz, Franco, or Rosarina, I saw, I saw a stat where against Cleveland, those guys are six for 60 this year against the Cleveland Guardians. So six for 60, that, that, that's batting a buck. How many games are you going to win with your star players 
having that kind of average? The answer is not many. So, um, Siri, no, good game. Team loss, unfortunately, uh, when you go out there, I think they have a night to reflect on what they need to do. And, you know, in Ray's fashion, they may come back today and score 15 runs. It wouldn't surprise me if they win today and also win tomorrow because that's just the way that this team has been all season long. So I'd love to hear your thoughts. 877-448-7901. Sports at Power901.com is the email. Uh, two to one, of course, we lost. The difference, here's the difference. I was watching some of the Phillies game when they were playing the cards yesterday, and the Phillies were down, uh, I believe it was 2 nothing going into the eighth inning. You know, when you're watching the, the, some of these other teams play, you have a feeling that they can come back and, and win a game. When was the last time the Rays were down in a come-from-behind victory? It's been a while. I, I, I can't remember when the last time it was that we did that. So, like I said, it's a game It's in the past focusing on today we're going to have Tyler Glass now going against Tristan McKenzie so it's a mindset you have to be mentally strong up there and find out you know, what the other pitcher is doing and make adjustments so many times I've been all over some of the decisions that the manager Cash has made this year um, and some of them I think were legitimate but when it comes right down to it the players out there playing the game have to produce you have to produce. So if a pitcher's coming away from the plate, the whole game, taking the whole inside of the plate, not even going there, just all outside, you have to figure it out. You have to make the adjustments to go out there and figure it out. They'll say, well, you know what? There's 12 players with no playoff experience on the race team. Well, you know what? Cleveland has just as many, if not more. So I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear about any, you know, an error in the field or anything else. The bottom line is we scored one measly run and you're not going to win games scoring one run. So let's hope that today is another day. We go out there, we tie up the series, we have a good game, get some momentum, you know, get people in some uh, positive mindsets good mental attitude go out there and let's do what we can do because the Rays are a very, very good organization. Unfortunately, I, I don't see a lot of enthusiasm right now. I had mentioned they play hard. They play hard every game. I don't, I don't, will ever fault them for not playing hard because I see that they do. But again, play smart. Play smart baseball. Do what you have to do to manufacture a run and you know, listen to what the coaches are saying and the coaches need to be aware of the adjustments that need to be made during the game. All right, we're going to take a quick break, come back, we're going to talk some Buccaneers. Number here, 877-448-7901. You're in the gymnasium on the Jimmy B Sports Show. The Property Shop, your one-stop shop for all of your real estate needs. Looking for homes for sale or rent in the Tampa market? Text HOMES to 71441. That's HOMES to 71441. The Property Shop is a full-service realty and management company with a team of partners to give you that extra peace of mind. The Property Shop is truly your one-stop shop, providing stellar service in all areas of realty. And right now, new home buyers will receive a one-year home protection warranty for that extra peace of mind on your next big purchase. More info online at The Property shopusa.com or 813-655-5000. Now, now, back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1. Welcome back, sports fans. Talking some NFL football right now. 
Well, we have one game in the books where Indy actually beat Denver. They won a game. Uh, Thursday Night Football, which was probably one of the most boring games to ever watch. Uh, it was an overtime game. I think it was 12-9 to 9 was the final. But um, that was the first game of the weekend. We'll be breaking down some more games here shortly. But talking uh, some news with the concussion protocol... The uh, NFL Players Association uh, agreed to concussion protocol changes. So that's coming down the pike after uh, what happened with Tua a couple weeks ago. Obviously, he's not playing this week. He's off, not traveling with the team. But there will be some changes to try to protect the players from coming back into a game after a situation of what happened uh, with Tua in that game several weeks ago. So um, talking about the Bucks when we... Spoke about them earlier in the season. We said they have a very hellacious first four games, which in fact they did. And when we did the poll, uh, the majority said that if they finished two and two after the first four games, that would be a, a fairly good start considering who they're playing. So let, let's break that down. Uh, you have a you have a team. Uh, coming in this weekend to Raymond James, which is the uh, Atlanta Falcons. So I think that uh, they're actually two and two this week, and looking to you know have a, a winning season. Uh, they have some injuries though as well. Uh, Patterson, Cordell Patterson, is not going to be able to play this week, and pretty much he is their um, he's their entire offense, in my opinion. Uh, other than them, they really don't they really don't have too much. They have a uh, rookie tight end there, Pitts, but I don't believe he's going to play either. So you take their top two weapons away, and you wonder how the Falcons are going to even compete against the defense especially after a loss last week you know that there's a bad taste in the Bucks mouths they want to come out there and you know get back to their winning ways they've had a great week of practice from you know everything that I've heard so far they look fairly healthy I think that you have uh, Fournette who's always going to be a little banged up but he'll be there you have Evans and Godwin on the field at the same time this coming weekend you have Julio Jones which I think is going to make an impact this weekend as well so all things said I think that the you're going to see Brady go out there and probably throw for 400 yards and uh, four touchdowns. I don't see how the Falcons can um, stop the Bucks this week. Love to hear your thoughts. Go to Jimmy B, uh, Sports at Power 901.com and shoot me an email. Let me know how you think the game is going to shake out. Uh, and then, you know, of course, after the Falcons, we had the Steelers. Um, then we had the Panthers, the Ravens, the um, Rams after that. So we do have, after starting 2-2 two and two with two wins against the Cowboys and the Saints, we dropped two to the Packers and the Chiefs. So I do think, looking at the next four, five games, we can definitely go out there and, you know, we could be 5-2, and 6-2. and two. So I'm not concerned right now with the Bucks. I think the hardest games... They've already played most of the hard games this year from what I can see on the schedule. Don't get me wrong. In the NFL, all the games are hard. So if you can come away with a W on any given Sunday, you're doing a great job. But I think that uh, 
the Bucks are more than focused this week. Brady, you know, unfortunately, he's still here. Uh, they talk about the Buccaneers. They talk about, of course, Tom Brady. And, of course, they talk about what's going on in his personal life with a potential divorce, whatever it might be. And quite honestly, um, you know, he's very good at putting those kind of things on the side burner and probably better than most people. So I don't expect that to affect him as much as it may some other people. And again, I don't delve into that too much because number one, it's it's really between him, what he does with his personal life. I care about what he does on the field. And I think that he has played well in the first four games this year under any circumstances. I think he's played well. And once he has the receivers back and a healthy team, I think you're going to see him playing the way he did last year, which really he should have been the NFL MVP last year. Not not, not Rodgers. I think he should have been. So um, I think it's going to be a good a good weekend for the Bucs. Um, also want to talk a little bit about the rest of the schedule here. I, I think that if you look at what the Bucs want to do, it's a long season. And what have the Bucs done? In, in last week's game, they didn't play well, obviously. Again, we talk about making adjustments, whether it was the Rays or the baseball team. Same thing with football. You need to make the adjustments. And I did not see Todd Bowles and the Buccaneers do that last week's game against Kansas City, where we lost 41-31. Our defense um, pretty much got schooled. The whole team got schooled on the defensive end, which I was a little bit surprised about. We, we did score 31 points there. Um, end of the game, Fournette caught a touchdown pass. But I, I think that when you look at Andy Reid's Chiefs, when uh, we played them, they came in. Mahomes, I saw him smiling the whole game. Every time they put a camera on him, whether they scored or not scored, he, he's there laughing. And any time that... You have an opposing quarterback that's on the road and they're in your stadium and they're laughing like that. I just uh, go back to some of the old time football. You don't see that too often. And I was surprised that we didn't do more and have a better game plan to go out there and shut them down, especially in the second half. So it's a game of adjustments and everything else. What I think you look at the Bucks game one against the Cowboys, where we won 19-3, we were firing on all eight cylinders. We did what we wanted to do. They said before the season started that the Bucks wanted to run the ball more, whether that was to protect Brady, not having to go out there and throw 50 times a game, uh, whatever it might be. A young offensive line, they want to go out there and they want to run the ball we were able to do that in the first game, if you remember, against the Cowboys, 19-3. That's the way to win. every. If we could win every game like that, that would be a good season. Then you go to the playoffs from there. Unfortunately, when we do have some inexperience, we do have some injuries, you can't always you know, go out there and play the way that the game is drawn up. So you do go out there and you make some changes. So we did not make the changes last week when we played Kansas City. And I, I look um, for the team to learn from that. And as the season progresses, uh, the leadership on that team, you know, with Brady, I'm not quite sure left which if he's calling the plays or if more of Brady's calling the plays to go out there and um, make the necessary adjustments. Look, you have Tom Brady. So when they start the season and they say, listen, our plan this year 
is to be a running team first. I don't know about you, but I, I kind of sit there and I want to hear that again because you got Tom Brady as a quarterback and you want to become a running team. I don't know. It didn't sit right with me then. And I think that maybe after the game against Kansas City last week, they may have to rethink some things and go out there and play because they were not able to run the ball. So they have to go out there and pass the ball, I believe. And that's why I think that you'll see Brady throw the ball probably 40 times tomorrow, if not more. Uh, We will be able to run against Atlanta. So whether it's Fournette in there, Rashard White, whomever it might be, I think we're going to see a good game on both sides offensively. And the defense is going to come back and make amends for everything that went on um, or didn't go on, I should say, in last week's game. Again, uh, if you go to sports at power901.com, shoot me an email. What do you think was the reason that the Bucks weren't able to win in last week's game? And are you surprised after the first four games that we are 2-2? Two and two, Or is that something uh, that you expected in the beginning of the season until everybody gets acclimated to what's going on and um, all the healthy players come back to the lineup? Like I said, injury report this week looks promising. Um, I think that if you, if you break it down... Brady is going to have the weapons that he needs this week to go out there. And no, we're tied with Atlanta. So Brady's not going to let anybody get too uh, complacent on the team, even though when you think of Atlanta, you really, um, we've had good success in the past, but I think that you have to keep things in perspective. And uh, on any given week, any team can win. Evans, uh, 16 receptions, three touchdowns. So far, Fournette, you know, great games as well. The first couple. Um, so Brady's thrown over a thousand yards already, and I think he's going to have one of his best years ever when it's all said and done. Anyway, we'll be right back to keep the show going. You're listening to the Jimmy B Sports Show. You are in the gymnasium on Power ninety point one. Tired of trying to catch the big red bus. One Blood has comfortable and convenient donation centers all around the Tampa Bay area, like in Plant City at 2909 James L. Redmond Parkway, Suite Number 6. Not only are you helping others by donating blood or plasma, you can earn free gifts for your donation, like gift cards and T-shirts. Restrictions apply. Call Donation Center for current offer details. Make a difference. Call and make your appointment today. In the Plant City area, call 813-752-7638. That's 813-752-7638. Now, now. back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1. Welcome back, sports fans. Talking a little more of NFL football. Could it be that the best game of the week on the schedule is going to be in London tomorrow at 9.30? I don't know. You got the Giants 3-1 at Green Bay Three and one. So make sure you get your fantasy football picks teams up a little bit earlier than normal because of the uh, early game. I know a couple people last week dropped the ball on that and uh, missed out on some good points. So uh, Giants, who would have thought they're three and one? Uh, first time in over 31 games in 15 years that the NFL has sent two winning teams to play each other over there in London. So that's that, that's the first. 
Packers are a favorite. They're playing on a neutral field. They're playing the Giants. The Giants have Barkley, who's back. It's looking pretty good. So uh, Giants also are optimistic about Jones ready to play over there. It should be a good game, actually. I, I think that I'm not impressed with Green Bay, even though they are 3-1 and one this year. I'm not overly impressed with the um, production that they have on the field. But nonetheless, it should be a good way to start the game, start the day. Cincinnati Bengals at the Ravens. There's a couple of two and two teams that are playing. Uh, that's going to be a night game. Ravens have two close losses against two uh, some pretty good teams there, and they don't know how to close out a game, unfortunately. So they went for it last week on a fourth and goal, I think it was, from the two-yard line, rather than kicking a field goal. Uh, I'm not sure what John Harbaugh thinks sometimes. Don't get me wrong. He is one of the better coaches, very aggressive, and he's known for his aggressive plays. And that shows confidence in his team, so that's not a bad thing. But um, playing the Bengals, they're going to have to do more than um, what they did in the last couple games. Although I do think that when it's all said and done, they're going to come away and win this game. Yeah, you have Miami and the Jets. Um, that's a game without two there. Not quite sure what Teddy Bridgewater is going to be up to. I think that uh, they should be able to beat the Jets, however, who are 2-2, two and two, so you never know. Pittsburgh at Buffalo. Buffalo's 3-1. and one. Steelers are a disappointing 1-3 for the first four games. Trubisky got benched last week for Kenny Pickett. He took over. I, I'm not sold on, on Kenny Pickett or Mitch Trubisky uh, to be the quarterback for Pittsburgh, honestly. Bills are big favorites in that one, and I think that uh, without T.J. Watt in the lineup, it's going to be a long day for Pittsburgh. Eagles are playing out in the desert at Arizona. Arizona's 2-2. Two and two. The Philadelphia Eagles are yet to lose. Only team in the NFL that is undefeated. Uh, Eagles continue to score most of their points in the second half. If you look at the first four games, um, but they've been outscored in the second half through four games. So I think it's something to look out for. If the Eagles get a lead and they tend to coast and try to run the ball, Arizona and Kyler Murray may surprise them and have a second half and uh, pick. So I do think that the Cardinals will at least cover that uh, game, if, if not win it outright. You have Dallas at the Rams. Dallas are 3-1 and one, and the Rams are 2-2. Two and two. Dak who? Dak Prescott? I don't know. Um... You have someone out there named Rush who uh, <laughs> is playing well for Dallas. And it's going to be interesting to see when Dak does come back ready to play after that thumb injury. What's going to happen there with uh, Dallas? It's a very interesting situation out there. However, I do think that the Rams are going to be ready for this game. And um, Cooper Cup's going to have another good game. And Stafford's going to be able to pull that one out. Uh, a couple other games, not talk about all of them. you got the Lions and the Patriots, both teams are one and three. You don't see the Patriots one and three too often. I look for a low scoring game in that one with the Patriots winning. Seattle's two and two, playing at the Saints, who are surprising one and three. Uh, there might be a quarterback change. I think I saw where Dalton is going to be the starting quarterback for the Saints. Um, also, I'm not quite sure if Kamara is going to play. If either of uh, if Kamara does play, uh, I think they're going to win. If not, I'd go with Seattle on that one. Houston's 0-3 against Jacksonville Jaguars, who are 2-2. Two two. Jags turned the ball over, I think it was four or five times 
in their loss to Philly last week. So um, most of them were from Trevor Lawrence, the quarterback, and that pretty much cost them the game. I, I think that if you look at everything, Houston at 0-3 is still a team that is going to be able to um, win this game outright, I believe. That's my pick of the week there. Uh, we had the Bears at the Vikings. Vikings are 3-1. and Vikings are a team that uh, you have to watch out for. I really believe that they are one of the better teams in the NFC. Uh, the Bears, on the other hand, I don't think that they're as good as their 2-2 two and two record. You do have Justin Fields. He only had 11 completions. Um, so I, I don't think, to go along with six sacks, by the way, I don't think that he is really going to be uh, the quarterback of the future there for Chicago. Uh, maybe I'm wrong, but I, I think that um, when you get these teams playing in that NFC Central division, the Vikings are the team I think is going to win this one and go on to win a lot more games. Chargers, the Browns, both of those teams are 2-2. Two and two. Uh, Herbert's still nursing that sore rib cage. He did do enough last week to get the ugly win against the Texans. He does lead the NFL in passing yards. And actually, right now, he's on track to throw, let's see, over 5,000 yards, I think, this season, if my math is right. So Cleveland, they keep the ball on the ground. Got Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt are hard to stop. So that should be a good game. I think that uh, the Browns are going to make it a close game and, and possibly win. A couple other ones, you have Tennessee and Washington. San Francisco at the Panthers, the Monday night's game, the Vegas and Kansas City. So um, my pick in that one is going to be uh, the Raiders. I think that uh, the line on that one's about a touchdown. I would definitely take KC and the points in that rivalry. It's always a good rivalry. So um, like I said, after the first couple weeks of uh, the first four weeks of the NFL season, not a lot of surprises, I would say. I think uh, it's pretty much what people expected. Um, I, I don't think people expected Philly to be undefeated. Um, Hertz is playing probably better than I thought he would. However, it is a long season, and we're going to see what happens with that. Going to take a quick back, quick break. Excuse me. Come back and talk college football for a few minutes. Anything you want to talk about? Eight seven seven four four eight seven nine zero one. You are in the gymnasium on Power ninety point one. Tampa Bay linebacker Devin White wants you to join him on Monday, October 17th from 6.30 p.m. to 9.30 p.m. for his second annual Get Live Gala at the McLaren Tampa Bay Showroom. Hang out with Devin and his Buccaneer teammates to raise money for local foster children and foster families through Devin's Get Live 45 Foundation. Space is limited to no more than 200 guests, so the sooner you grab your ticket, the better. To buy tickets, donate, or for more details, go to getlivegala22.givesmart.com. Now, now, back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1. Sports fans, let's talk some college football for a minute here. Big, big day. Red River rivalry. So you have Texas and Oklahoma playing. And of course, everyone marked their calendar back in the spring when you have Alabama and Texas A&M playing on October the 8th. So uh, I don't think the game is going to be uh, as good as people are talking about. Obviously, you had um, Jimbo Fisher and Nick Saban uh, kind of going head to head there for a while. Some verbal back and forth. But um, first of all, I, I think that 
If it was the biggest game of the year, then you would have ESPN Game Day there, but they're not. You know where they are? They're in Kansas. So Kansas is playing um, the TCU Horned Frogs today at noontime. So I think that's going to be a um, a really good game to watch. Kansas is for real. And I think that if you look at um, they're picked to finish seventh in the Big 12, and now they're the... um, you know, now they're the number 17 team in the country. So that's why college football is so much fun. And I think that if you look at that game, um, TCU and Kansas, it's going to be a very exciting game. And I do feel that um, TCU has a very good chance of, of winning this game. So that'll be fun to watch at noontime. Another important game, you're going to have the Tennessee Volunteers are playing the LSU Tigers. That's also a game in a couple hours today at noontime. Tennessee is ranked number eight and LSU is 25. I don't think anybody's predicting that LSU is going to challenge for the SEC West in Kelly's first season there. Um, but you know what? If you can knock off the, the favorite volunteers, that's a good way to um, enter October. So we're going to see what happens with that one. Another good game, I think, on the docket today is going to be um, the Texas-Oklahoma game that I mentioned. So when you're playing with these two teams, have played um, Oklahoma yeah they're three and two they give up a bunch of points but especially against Kansas State which it never should have the Sooners um, are 10 and three against Texas since 2010 but from what I saw looking at this game uh, Texas is a touchdown favorite according to some of the, the sports books so when these two teams meet especially in this uh, time of the year you never know what's going to happen I think that Oklahoma is going to probably end up on top in this game which leads us to the next one which is Utah and UCLA. UCLA is ranked 18th right now. The Utes of Utah are 11. Uh, 50-year quarterback there, uh, Thompson Robinson, is uh, going to tell you that he's out there playing with the best of them. And the Bruins, uh, 5-0 and all for the first time. And who knows what's going to happen in this one. I think that uh, UCLA has a, definitely a good chance of winning that game. And I think that I'm going to be... Um, picking UCLA in in the pool for that one. Another exciting game um, that we did mention before was going to be Texas A&M and and Alabama. Yeah, you got the war of wards during the offseason there, but things are back to normal as far as the coaches go. Now to worry about the players on the field. If you're following Alabama, Bryce Young got hurt. And he is day to day, not quite sure if he's going to play. He sprained the AC joint in his shoulder during the game last Saturday um, against Arkansas, where they won. So you don't know if it's going to be a long term injury. Uh, there is a question, though, of how long it'll take him to get back to being at 100%. So I think that even without him, uh, they can still go out there and win the game. They do have backup quarterback Jalen Milrow. Pretty uh, decent game when he came in last week, threw for um, 65 yards, but he did run for 91 yards. The other hand, you have Texas A&M, which fell out of the top 25 after losing at Mississippi State. So 
they I don't think that uh, King is going to be able to play in the game and if not then they are going to have an issue with the quarterback there so we're going to see what happens so anyway it's going to be a good day of college football if you have a chance uh, in between watching the Rays play at noontime today be a good chance to catch some NCAA football guys unfortunately that's all the time we have it always seems to go by too quickly Everyone is uh, listening to the show. I'm getting some good emails. We're going to read a couple of them next week on the show. I'd love to hear your thoughts on the Rays. They need some good vibes today, guys. So uh, let's cheer on the Rays. We want to see them uh, advance to a third game tomorrow and see what we can do. So let's go, Rays. Thanks for listening, guys. As always, stay safe. Stay vigilant. And above all, stay positive. You've been in the gymnasium. We'll talk to you next week in the Jimmy B Sports Show. Take care.